This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. You've got Jason Roundsville and Dylan Ray headed at you live today. Uh, we actually decided to do this episode. We just had some a great event uh, this past weekend in Ogden, Utah. And so um, we just wanted to talk about that, let folks know how things went, and uh, for a lot of you, what you missed. So that's that's kind of going to be our program today. Um, you know, I'm going to start it off with that. There's a lot of a, a lot of great highlights. You know, it's good when you have an event and I told you this morning, I'm like, dude, we can talk about this event without a guest. Like that's yes. how many like cool things we have to drop. I think, I think so. And I, I'm going to lead it off. One of the most exciting is that new typical velvet mule deer world's record. Yeah. That thing, that is a stud and Huge shout out to the records committee, uh, Roy Grace, records chair, um, Tim Rozuski, the director of records. This is one of those things where, you know, pe people are always asking, well, Pope and Young, they're just old and set in their ways. And you know what? Here's a prime example of where that's not the case. This fuck was, I thought you were going to say, you know what we are, but in a few ways, you know, we're not, <laughs> Hey, no, this is one of those things where, you know, this buck was, is what? 10 years old. It was shot 10 years 2012, ago. Yeah. And it was, it was measured at that time. And it came in, you know, obviously there, there was a lot of, of scuttlebutt at that time. And we did not, ex we accepted velvet entries but we did not recognize world's records in the velvet category. Yep. And so, you know, in 21, we went in, um, you know, the records committee made a recommendation to the board. The board accepted that recommendation and we now recognize world records in the velvet categories. And I think it's a great change. I'm, I'm not a member of the records committee, but I think they got this one right. They nailed it. I think this is a buck that truly, I mean, I, I was standing next to it. It's, it's magnificent and it definitely deserves any title it can get. So I just, I, I'm really proud of, of that committee and, and our entire records department. Um, 
you know, thanks, thanks to the hunter for, for bringing it in. And I know a lot of folks are scared to death to have things go to panel, especially in the velvet category, because the shrinkage is so big. And what is really nice. I mean, I've talked to hunters who have had their stuff dropped out of the book because it was a top 10 animal and was invited to panel. And they're just like, ah, you know what? I don't need it to go to panel. So it dropped completely out of the book just because they didn't want the score to, to go down at panel. And it was nice on this one. It was, you know, they brought it in panel, measured it and upheld the original score exact, from 10 exact years ago. same 10 years exact ago. same yeah so that's just a testament to our measures it, it was nice to see it, it was it really was so you know congratulations what a tremendous buck um super happy to have to have that announcement and and it was neat just to see it you know one thing i think is cool jay i mean we get to see a lot of world records and we get to see them you know picture wise maybe before everybody else does but we were there, dude. Like we got to look at yeah. it and touch it. That thing was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And see, I'm of the opinion. Of course, I'm I'm a whitetail guy, so we don't get velvets as much as you know some mule deer, blacktail. But um, I'm of the opinion that a mule deer is worth more than a hardhorn because it's that rare find. It is and a little so, more rare. Yeah. Yeah. So for the longest time, it was like you were it, you weren't punished for having a velvet, but Absolutely. You were punished for having a velvet. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so it's, it's incredible to see, uh, we, uh, you know, as a marketing team, we hear all the time, wait a minute, you guys take velvets now. Um, yes, yes, we do take velvets now. Um, and so, you know, some guys were terrified of stripping velvet or, or, I mean, yeah. And and you don't have to do that. They stand in a class of their own, you know, and world records are, are now accepted and, and recognized and special, man. Yeah, it really is. It was neat to be a part of. So, yeah. and, and especially where it turned out, where everything turned out positive for it, because you, you know, once again, going into special panels, you just never know it could go either way. So, yeah. um, it, it was exciting that, you know, we had the special panel, we had a measure workshops. We actually have what 20, some 24, I think new measures coming on. Um, so that's exciting. We're going to have some, some coverage in some areas that, that I think we were a little bit shy on before. So, um, you know, the measure Super exciting for me to see the excitement around being a measure. Yeah. We have people coming from Alaska. I mean, oh, uh, Delaware, I don't even remember all the States they named Delaware. Yeah. That was one. Yeah. I mean, I was, there was a big excitement in that room about becoming a measure and that was exciting yes. for me. Yeah, that was neat to see. And, you know, folks willing to make that travel, you know, clear across the country to to get in to become an official measure. And it's neat when you sit and talk to those guys, a lot of them have been measuring, you know, just doing it unofficially, so to speak. And now that they've taken the class, they're like, wow, there's some there's some scores out there that aren't right yeah and it's like yeah that's why that's why you want to you know when i see a score the first thing i think is is has it been officially measured yeah and when i say officially measured i don't mean by somebody in their garage on their tailgate or you know i don't know six-pack charlie who he'll measure anything you want for a six-pack of beer you just tell him what score you want you know, and, and I hear a lot of it. Well, my guide, you know, he's been doing this for 20 years and he said this, and it's like, uh, you know, we work with guides and outfitters constantly and they're great people, but you know, they have a vested interest to make you happy with that animal. You know, if they tell you, Oh, it's a 200 when it's a 183, they just want you happy. And so it's, when you get the official score and it goes through the review process at Chatfield and, uh, and is entered, I mean, that's the real deal. There's no, there's no fudging it after that. There's no, Oh, it's about, you know, X, Y, or Z score. No, it's exactly 
Yeah. X, Y, Z, and two eights. I did. Uh, so one guy was standing over there talking to me and, and he was watching from uh, up top in the, in the mezzanine area, yeah. watching these measures. And he says, he, he was looking at two gentlemen. He said, dude, there's just no way there had to be some precursor to this course. Like there's no way they're measuring this like this, the second day of this course. And I look mm-hmm. out and he was looking at, <laughs> he was looking at Larry Strife and, oh, uh, and, and Stan, and Stan Zerbel. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah. And I said, Those- I said those aren't in the, they're not in the, here for the course. No, those <laughs> those guys have eighty years of experience yeah. between a measure, and it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like those are like panel measures. There, those aren't those aren't newbies. By any no, means. The, those aren't guys new to the class. Those are guys who have been to. I think Larry's been to every single panel. Yeah, and I and Stan's been there, so. Yeah, but for guys the, who don't understand, like what this guy, the gentleman that was sitting there looking on, was watching two gentlemen who took their job incredibly serious. They have yes. tools, they have books, they have, I mean, they put on, some of them were extra like special glasses for measuring. I mean, they pull out a, a toolbox to measure these animals. Yeah. And I, I never could wrap my mind around like what they go through as measures until I went to that panel. And yeah. then that guy sitting there watching, watching Larry and Stan was like, holy crap, dude. Like there, there's no way they're new. And I'm like, yeah, it's because they're not. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> That's um no, it's neat that you can identify that though. And those guys do. I yeah. mean, it's um, you know, the accuracy that they pride themselves on is, I mean, it's it's intense. It really is. They want to get yeah. it exactly right. And there's no there's no rounding up over here and oh we could find an eight no there's no finding an eight it's either there or it's not and if it's not they're not going to measure it again to try to it's right yeah it's pretty neat process i feel like we beat this drum to death but that butcher buck is a perfect testament dude oh i mean perfect testament two teams eight hours a piece 16 hours going into a deer that when you some points and they come up like two and a half inches off like that's just all three teams two and a half that's insane yeah it's it's just i can't even imagine that i wouldn't know where to start on something like that and here they are i couldn't even count the points no yeah it's i wouldn't even be able to count the points much less measure each point and i mean it was insane they have Um, a system one thing that i was excited about one thing that I was excited about about this weekend, which, um, you know, I know we kind of want to dive in and talk about next year because, but that was one thing that was exciting. By the end of the weekend, there was a whole lot of already hype about next year. Yeah. Um, the field day was exciting. I think we had eight vendors. Um, and when you got companies like Hoyt, Baku, and, and Kings showing up as vendors, um, yeah. it's undoubtedly going to be big. Um, and, and I was excited about our field day. I do think that that next year um given some some move around with some targets and and making some courses and i I think that our field day next year will be phenomenal but but still again eight vendors eight great vendors uh shout out to all those who came Um, yeah you helped make it a great day and so uh, i was excited to see that excited to see some families i did jason i got to send you some footage i went out to film some and there was a little boy shooting on the range, and and I said, "Do you mind?" I asked the mom. I said, "Do you mind if I film your son?" She said, "No, absolutely not." And so he got over there and he said, "This is my arrow," and then he launched it and missed the target completely. But he looked over at me and said, "That was close," and then ran off and got another arrow and came back and did it again. Nice. Said the same thing word for word. This is my arrow. And then he did it yeah. again. That they was close. And then he that ran was back close. off. Awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. funny. Yeah. That was I've- a fun day though. Uh, super fun. It was something a little bit different. And, you know, for us, we wanted people, obviously we want people to come to the dinner, but we wanted the archery community as a whole to have something they could rally around. And that's why we did the field day, no charge, show up, you know, ride a Baku bike, shoot a Hoyt bow, um, just a, a, a real neat opportunity to talk, you know, up close with, with vendors and, I know in talking to it, um, you know, you always want more. And I would have loved to have had more people there for the field day. 
but then you talk to the folks that are there local and, you know, huge shout out to Todd and Mike and their team from the, yeah. the Weber County archery center, man, Mike, everything we asked for, he was right there with same thing with, with Todd, you know, we're like, Hey, we, sh- we sure could use two microphones. And they start jumping in and, and brainstorming ways to make that happen. He called a guy in to wi- literally wire up another mic for us for that night. So, um, you know, Weaver County couldn't have been better to work with. Just, I can't think of a way. And at the end of this, he comes up to me and he says, you know, he says, we have some ideas. He says, we, you just never know the first time you work with somebody. He said, this was a professional event. We're all in. He says, next year, let me put a hundred targets up on that mountain. He says, let me run three or four 3d courses and let's pack this place. He said, what I want to see is a waiting line at the gate when we open it Saturday morning. So I I'm encouraged by that. You know, you talk to the, you know, some of our other partners, you know, once again, King's camo came on with some nice donations. That was great. Um, good Utah company and, and heard a lot of good things. And then how about Baku literally stepping it up the day of the event to allow us to sell an e-motorcycle that you cannot buy. This is one of those things. If you want one, you should have bought it Saturday because you can't call them up and say, Hey, I want one. Can't do it. They're not set up to sell them yet. You can't buy it, but they let us sell one. And granted they, uh, you know, uh, the buyer has to sign a waiver literally to join their research and development team just to ride this thing. And I, I understand the waiver because I wrote it and wow. This thing, I mean, you could go, it'll, it'll do 70 miles an hour and talking to David back, he says, man, you can do a wheelie pretty much anywhere from zero to 70. Yeah. It was impressive. Now I told my wife, like when I got home, I was fired up about that thing. Holy and, smokes. You know, a lot of people just think, oh yeah, gimmicky, salesy, whatever you're trying to do. And I told my wife straight up, I'm like, I grew up riding a lot of motorcycles, a lot of dirt bikes. And, uh, and that thing right there is no stinking joke. No. I mean, I was running 45 in second gear. It, I was shocked because I've got, you know, I've got their top of the line bike. I've got one of the, one of the storm bikes and, you know, I'm happy with my storm. This is a whole, this is not a different yeah. bike. This is a dirt bike. Yes. An electric dirt bike. And it's just. Wow. It's, they call it the Puma. I don't know if that name's going to stick or not, but that's the one that they started with. And, and it's, um, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe the torque and the power that thing had. It, it was, it was borderline scary. Speaking of bikes, I got to drive to Iowa this week to get my very first bike. I'm excited. Which would you get? Uh, the mule mule. Okay. That's kind of the Being that's from Kansas. That's no the need for course. the no need for the for, yeah. I mean, they didn't want a flatlander because I do head out west a little bit, but um, being here in Kansas, no need for a storm. I didn't think so. Um, that and I wanted to save a little bit so I could get a scooter as well down the road. So there I'm incredibly go. excited, man. Yeah, I, I'll you know, I have ne- I haven't had a dirt bike on my want list. I don't know, maybe since I was like 12 (laughs) and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that was cool. I may, I may put that on my list. Cause I just, I just had never really had a need for one. You know, they're, they're noisy and I just, I just wasn't on my list. Nobody other than Jack Culpepper got the very first one. No, Jack wound up buying that thing. So kudos to him. He's. And he's done a lot of dirt bike riding. He's like, man, I used to ride a lot of dirt bikes. He says that thing's cool, and and he's right. It is. I wonder if so, he rode it before. I don't think Do he you did. Know if he got a chance to ride it before, no, because he was in huh. the class. He was in the measuring class. So, anyway, uh, neat oh, opportunity. Yes. Jay, we got to make it. We do got to make a, another announcement too. Speaking of people 
getting stuff. We drew our adventure raffle winners. Yes, there. we did. Two, somebody, two winners. Tim P. from South Dakota. is going on an eight-day moose hunt with Rogue Outfitters. And Steve A. from Washington got the Baku Storm bike package. Yeah. I don't know where else you can spend 20 bucks and get a moose hunt and or a $8,000 bike, but we did it. Yeah. No, it was good. I got to call and notify both of those guys in uh, – you know, one of these days people will figure out, quit sending me to voicemail, I swear. But uh, I was literally, I was, I was calling because we had some stuff to do before I headed out. And then I literally got to the airport, picked up the phone and called and Steve called me back. I was literally sitting on my plane. They're getting ready to close the door. And, uh, and so normally I'm, I'm pretty excited, but I had to keep it a little subdued so I didn't get thrown off the aircraft, but. No, they were happy. And I mean, how, how could you not be happy? Hey, here's my $20. Can I have a $10,000 moose hunt or an $8,000 yes. bike, please? Well, one guy I was talking to before the drawing took place, he was like, oh man, that's a good prize. And I said, he said, that's a good prize for a $20 raffle. I said, no, no, no. Those are two good Both. prizes for $20 raffles. And he's like, what? Yeah. He's like, there's no way like you guys are doing that. And I'm like, yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, because we got great partners. We do. So no, Tyler, thanks for, uh, hooking us up with the moose hunt and, uh, you know, Dave and Brian and, and Brian and the whole Baku crew, um, you know, great to work with. We were super, super jazzed to be able to do that with them. And, Can I say uh, this and not sound too sales pitchy, Jason? I don't, I don't want this to be you an can ad. Try. You can try. I, I really don't want this to be an ad, but I cannot, I can't. The guys at Baku are the greatest guys I've ever dealt with. And I work with a lot of people inside Pope and Young and outside Pope and Young. And the guys at Baku, if you're in the market for an e-bike, check them out because they are the greatest guys I've ever dealt with in my entire life. Yeah, Phenomenal. it's, you know what? I've, my bike got some hard, hard use last year. It spent literally thousands of miles on a rack, you know, going to Wyoming, Idaho, Oregon all over the place. And then it, it got a lot of use where frankly, prior to owning a, a Baku bike, I didn't think you should ever have a bike there. And I, you know, I, I'll just throw it out there. I had one issue with my bike. That was a hundred percent my fault. You know, when I bought mine, all the good racks were sold out. I couldn't buy a good rack. So I bought the best rack that I could for the back of my truck. And one of the parts on the, on the rack wore off and I, man, I lost my bike going over a water bar in, in Eastern Oregon. And I was able to, to ride it for the balance of that season. But then over the, you know, on the off season, I, I went in to have it fixed and I took it to a bike shop just to have it tuned up and see if they could get the adjustments back. And, and actually when it came off the truck, um, some, you know, it broke a piece. And so I called them up and, and man, they took care of it right away. They said, do you want it to ship to you? Do you want it to the bike place? And I was really impressed that my mistake and they still backed it. They're just like, Hey, yeah. no problem. Here you go. Well, let me ship that piece out to you. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. So. Yeah, there's few companies like that, and you're like, how do you stay in business? Yeah, but so, that's how you stay in business. Yeah, it's um, no, they're great to work with. Appreciate all of them, and you know, and, and they had a whole table there at the event, even supporting it. I think, uh, I think they bought a couple of the the bows, if I'm not the museum bows, and I think a yeah, trip. stinking butthead, dude. We got into a little bidding war, me and Dave there, and uh, <laughs> you aren't gonna looked, win though. Listen, what was worse is he looked back at me, made eye contact, and was just like, dude, I got you, dude. And I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, and, and he got me. Like, I couldn't yeah. hang with him. And no, uh, I wanted that not, bow, though. Yeah. Well, next time around. But, yeah, you're not going to hang with those guys yeah. in an auction. Sorry. Yeah. He looked back to see who was bidding, saw me, made eye contact, and it was just like, dude, come on, yeah, young, young buck. And uh, he got the bow. I'll say that. Yeah. So no, it was, that was fun. And just so many neat parts of that. Um, 
you know, we'd never done a one day event like that before. And, you know, for those of you who, who don't know the planning or the, the brainstorm for that literally went back three years and Dave and I, the, one of the back owners and I, we were shooting the Pope and young world record course at the mountain archery festival. And he was so excited about this, you know, this Weber County archery park, they were coming in as the title sponsor of this thing. And he was so excited. I don't even think the deal was done yet. And he started telling me about it. And I'm like, man, that sounds like a great place to have an event, you know, especially an archery event. Cause there's indoor range, outdoor range, all this, this wonderful property. And so it started, it, it took three years to come to fruition, but here it was. And it felt pretty good to be standing up on that stage, talking into a microphone about something that, you know, we'd literally been working on for three years with those guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, now we just got to make our, our dream of the Baku Pope and young hunt wars, a reality. Oh yeah. You know what? That's going to be some payback for him taking that bow from me. You know, we'll remember that when we get in a tree stand somewhere and you can just be thankful when that, when that buck comes in and you're like, I got this. You'll be like, Dave, this one's for you. As you put it right behind his shoulder. That, or he's going to make eye contact with me again. Intimidate and he's going to say, and I'm gonna be like, ah, okay, okay. <laughs> no, those so. guys really are phenomenal though. And uh, I just can't stress that enough, you know? Uh, you deal with a lot of people and some things are business relationships and some things are cut and dry. Um, but with those guys, it's whatever you need. We're here. And, yeah, and we, partnership. we, yeah, we value that relationship immensely. Yeah. So it's, um, that was great. And, you know, them letting us do the unveil on the Puma, that was that was kind of a, a last minute thing. I was like, guys, I've got to, I, they had one out there and I was like, guys, I've, we've got to have one on our auction for and everybody again, watching this on Facebook or on YouTube. This is going to be the picture that is used for the release of the bike. <laughs> as well. <laughs> you kept that picture. All right. Oh, they've already had me send it to them. Oh, hallelujah. When so, I got, when, after like that whole deal ended, Terry came to me. She's like, no, for real, send that to me now. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> that was, it was just too cool not to take a picture like that. I'm like, so, I will not tell you no. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, that thing. It was cool. And, and, and I asked, I said, guys, we've got to have one of these for the auction tonight. And they're like, nope. And I'm like, have them. oh, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. We've got to have one. I want this one. Yeah. And they're like, we, we're not even set up to sell these yet. We're, we have to go through this whole process to create VIN numbers. And, and I'm like, don't okay, <laughs> but we want one. And so next thing you know, like we had to drop the idea. We, had, we got a few no's. And then, then I, they're like, well, we don't even have photos. And I'm like, great. Cause we got a, I have a camera right on my phone. We'll get some pictures. And I think there was probably, I'm sure there was a lot of eye rolling, but it was so neat. Cause, cause then they're like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And there was uh, a lot of, uh, freaking out going on because, you know, Dave left and then we were left with, um, oh, crud, Amberly and, uh, I, Levi. I remember. Levi. Yeah. And so then it became this deal of like, well, I can't get a hold of Marsing or I can't get a hold of Dave. I don't know what to do. And I would just say, oh, I'll just do it. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I told her at one point, I said, uh, I said, well, hey, I, I'm just going to post this picture and, and you know, whatever. And she said, you can't do that. And so then I got on the fact, like I was on the phone and I said, hey, Brian, uh, Amberly here, she told me that yeah. we were good to post that. And she started freaking out. She said, no, I did not. No, I did not. It was fun, though. Yeah, it was nice to mess with them a little bit, but uh, it turned out cool. And I've had a couple of people come up to me since that and say, I I had no idea you were going to have that on there. And I'm like, yeah, neither did we. And they're like, <laughs> I just didn't know. Like, uh, I had two people that dropped off after the hunt. You know, they were on there for a certain hunt. And after they got their hunt, they just kind of dropped off the live feed and they didn't stick around. And both of them were like, I, I can't believe that that bike 
joining the R and D team and all that went, went for that. And so it was pretty, um, it was pretty neat. It, it's neat to be able to unveil it live on the auction feed. It would have been pretty cool. Like if we'd had some pictures, I, I think that thing would have gone crazy, but yeah. we, we just couldn't, you know, we promised, Hey, we won't post a picture until it's live on the auction. We literally dropped that unveiled it right there. So neat yeah. opportunity. Very cool. Um, uh, you want to dive in to, well, actually I want to talk about a really cool thing that happened. Uh, and then we'll jump back to our field judging champions. This about the shoes. What shoes? The shoes. When we oh. first got there, and he's like, "Hey, man, you guys, you guys help me out with the shoes." What are we talking about? When we first got to the, so we go rolling into the hotel, and one one of the guys from the measure course came up, and uh, I won't throw him under the bus with names. Oh, right. <laughs> Now and I know he's what like, you're talking about. Yeah, he's like, hey, guys, I listened to the podcast. He's like, you totally saved me. And we're like, yeah. And, and so anyway, like, he's saved like, you mentally, physically. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> and so saved your marriage. I don't yeah, know what we're doing here. Nothing nearly that cool. But he literally had left the house. So he had left to go to the measuring workshop in Ogden. And apparently he had just gotten on the road, put the podcast on. And for I don't know how we got onto it, but we were talking about Crocs and boots and shoes. And he says, man, he says right then and there, I realized I didn't pack any shoes for this whole trip. So I turned around and went and got shoes. <laughs> so yeah. I like it. That was, a, that was a good compliment. Yeah. Pope and Young podcast, changing lives one at a time. One shoe at a time. One shoe at a time. So that was kind of, <laughs> uh, it's always no, neat to hear from those folks. That's not where I was going, but okay. I brought it back. So that, that had slipped my mind. But, you know, Jason, we, this idea of partnering with Wishes for Warriors came yeah. about, you know, not too long ago. And I really didn't know how cool it was going to be until I got to watch it. Yes. Um, you know, I didn't really know. I don't think my mind really, truly wrapped around how cool it was going to be. Uh, but you what we you did hope was, it's going to um, be that cool. You really hope it's going right. to be as cool as what yeah. it turned out to be. But it even exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Oh, 100% it did, tenfold. Uh, but we, we, with the help of Bear Archery and Trophy Ridge, we got these bows ready, and they brought in these veterans um, who had never been introduced to archery. And, and with the help of Dallas and, and Scott, and I'm not going to start naming teachers, Ken, um, a few other instructors, they, they really got to spend one-on-one -on -one time with these veterans, teach them how to set up your bow, how to cut your arrows, um, how to shoot the bow, how to sight it in. And then they went and shot one of the courses there. And that in and of itself was really cool. I got to go out and film some of that and just seeing how the veterans were just lighting up every time they shot the bow and high-fiving and cheering on each other and, of course, heckling their veterans. But um, it was really cool to watch that. And I was like, you know, if we stopped here, that's enough. Mm -hmm. um, that was cool. But then we bring them in to dinner, and they had no idea uh, that this was going to happen, and Bam comes up on stage and, and presents these guys their bows to keep. And so now these veterans in one day went from having no exposure to archery to learning from literally some of the greatest bow hunters we have, um, learning from those bow hunters on how to shoot, how to shot placement on a deer, so on and so forth. Then they're presented with brand new bows that they get to take home. And these veterans were literally like, dude, I'll be home tomorrow yeah. at three. I'll be shooting at three 15, you know, like they yeah. were just ecstatic about getting into the sport of archery. And it was really cool that we got to play a part of that. And, I can't wait to edit some of the video and get it out there because it was special. Yeah. And, and not only just want a bow, it's not like, Oh, I want a bow on, on a raffle. We presented them with the bows that had been set up for them. For them. So by them it was, yeah. it was their draw length. It was their draw weight. It was their arrow length. It was, everything was already set up for them. So it's literally, walk out the door and shoot that thing ready so yeah. it, that was neat to see uh you know that's one of those moments on stage that are are really cool and then you know when 
when they presented the the moose hunt that was kind of a neat experience so um you know for somebody to be able to to recognize you know a lifelong dream like that is pretty neat yeah it was a very special thing to be a part of yeah and uh yeah i didn't know that i didn't know it was going to be that special um mm-hmm. not that not that you know not saying anything bad towards what happened but i just i didn't think i i didn't think that much of it and then we got there and i'm like i'm really glad we did this and i hope we can yeah. do it every year yeah no it was good it's and that's nice because you know we're allowed to do what we do because of what those guys do you know all over the world in places you don't ever want to be they're jumping in and and they're doing it so we appreciate it. It's nice to give back to the veterans on something like that. You know, we, we as Pope and young, we're, we're the voice of bow hunters, but we wouldn't have a voice if it wasn't for what they did. Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I think it was a special, special thing that we got to be a part of and, and, uh, I'm grateful we got to. Yeah. And how about the auction, man? What'd you think of that? Uh, I didn't get anything I bid on. So <laughs> is this, is that a ploy? Is that a ploy asking for more money? Is that the that, long way around? The- <laughs> no, this is a, uh, a a jab at Dave. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, it was a good auction, man. Uh, exciting to see John Bear crush it as always. Oh yeah. Um, I How about little- his assistant though? Uh, you know he was good looking, but he just didn't have the voice that John. No, has, you know he doesn't have the voice, and it's <laughs> you know it's and the last time I saw John you know was it at western and he had Jana up there helping him doing the announcement i'm like man yeah. that's just not that's not the package you want to follow you just that's yeah. that was a good combo and I, so uh, no I, I i posted a video on on pope and young's page of john uh auctioning and i just said john bear doing john bear things because he just yeah. does it like no one else can no it's good and and you know what huge shout out to all of our donors um you know, we can't do what we do on preserving, protecting, and promoting bow hunting if we don't have partners for the events, for the auctions, you know, the corporate partners that allow us to do these things, the outfitter partners that allow us to do these things. And, you know, it's just, it's a little bit humbling for me when you keep going back to these folks and they keep coming up big. You know, we, we go to, you know, rainy pass. I call Steve parents on me. Hey, Steve, you know, we've got this thing coming up. I know you just did something for us at convention. I know you're already talking about next convention. We've got this unique opportunity where we're going to do an online auction. Can we put something together? And he's like, yep. And And not only, yep. It's a, how about a brown bear, black bear combo combo two two bears. Like, did you? You said combo, not comma combo. and or right. Yeah. So that one, I mean, and it's, it's a world-class, you know, rainy pass lodge. It's just world-class. And so I was blown away when I made that announcement on social media, I was blown away and people have nothing to do with Pope and young. I got so many messages and comments about how incredible Steve parents is, how incredible the lodge is, how incredible the experience is how incredible this or that. And the first one or two, I was like, oh, they might've won one in the past, but then they kept rolling in and I'm talking 12 to 15 comments or messages just about how special uh, the rainy pass lodge is. And I'm like, man, we work with the best of the best. Yeah. And and even, you know, like we had a bunch of those folks, you know, adrenaline outfitters and monster white tails. And, you know, how about Machweer? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was the same thing there. You know, we call them and say, Hey, here's an opportunity we have. Could, you know, could you put a package together for us? You know, maybe a gosh, how about like a sable and a wildebeest? And they're like, okay, you know what? Or how about gee, a sable and a wildebeest and, and a, a blessed buck and a crocodile. It's like, yeah. you know, we ask for this and then they go the, the neck, like two levels up. So yeah you know, partners like that, that are just really exciting. And, you know, bear track over in Wyoming, um, you know, TJ came through with another antelope hunt for us. It was, if they can get you an antelope, they're doing something right. Bam. I'm just saying, dude, 
yeah, you taking shots at me now? First, you're asking for more money. Now you're taking shots at me. <laughs> hey, I'm still just bitter. I, yeah. I'm taking my anger from on Dave out on you, I guess. You know, right. I'll tell you what, that's. Yeah, there's just a different league of auction participants between the two of y'all. <laughs> just just saying. When you and show up, when you show up to the auction rocking a bright pink and blue shirt with palm trees on it, you're there to run the place. You know what I mean? You're there. Yeah. Well, you when, are the king of that place. Yeah. When you have your banner is like 18 by 24 on the back <laughs> wall, uh, you know, when you're, you're going home with the- something. When you're in the Baku Center and you yeah. are the owner of Baku, yeah, you can do whatever you want, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it was neat. So we had a a lot of lot of great partners, um, some wonderful donations for that, and just appreciate everybody who who donated to the event, everybody who got online and bid, um, you know, everybody who bought something, and everybody who was the number two bidder. Thank you for for participating and and making it successful shameless plug our auction in april at our convention is already oh. shaping up to be massive oh yes i think massive i think would we be... already have 14 hunts and we're still eight months out nine months out yeah and we've got no, 11 months out we're uh yeah, yeah. that's going to be a lineup that you will not want to miss and I, that whole thing, I mean, you don't want to miss the convention. You certainly don't want to miss the auctions because we do. We've, we've got the best of the best. And we don't just take everybody. We won't like somebody that says, oh, here's no. this. If, if it's not a good fit for us, we're like, we politely decline. We're just like, well, you know, here's, you know, so. You know what? We, I mean, perfect. I'm not going to name any names, obviously, but. Just right before we left, we had a guy say, hey, yeah, let's do a hunt for this. And, you know, after talking to him, you know, me and you decided, hey, this probably isn't the best fit for our club. Yeah. Um, and, and that what I think is what holds that auction to such high standards. Um, and if you were impressed with this auction in Ogden, now imagine that times two and a half for convention. And that's about what you have. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a little bit bigger. I think we'll. I think Saturday during the day, the big auction is going to be is going to be extraordinary, and I think we're going to have. I know last year in Reno, that that lineup was so big and so powerful. We had things move to Friday, like we had a a grizzly bear hunt, we had a moose hunt. <laughs> did we, we had? Did like, we move like a lion hunt to Friday or something? I think we did. Yeah. We had a lioness hunt once again from Machwer. <laughs> so all of a sudden, yeah, you know, stuff that would, you know, after running auctions for years and years, like stuff that would be the highlight of an auction almost anywhere else. Now we're like, gosh, well, we're, we're going to have to put, we've got so many, we're going to have to put some of these on Friday. So it's, yeah. um, it's neat to see that and it's neat to be a part of it. Yeah. Make sure you check Very it out. Cool. Put, put April, what is it? 12th through the 15th tax time. You want to be in Reno. You make sure you get your, get your flights early. Make sure you get everything else taken care of. You do not want to miss this one. Yeah. We're all, um, we're only ever going to have one 61st anniversary and this is it. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of convention, we will have the national world, whatever the title is going to be. Um, field judging championship at our convention, which the inaugural, um, you know, regional event took place this weekend as well. Um, yeah. How can you, Jason, how can you do an, how can you do an event like this in one day? And in that one wow. day, you've got, you've got new world records. You've got the unveiling of a new motorcycle. You've got uh, a measuring workshop where 28 new measures are made. You've got uh, an inaugural field judging championship. You've got, wishes for warriors you i mean the day was packed it was packed um and this this is certainly the field judging championship is certainly not anything lesser because we're certainly excited about it oh yeah there's just a it's a highlight reel it's like the top 10 on espn um you know here 
the field judging championships. This is, I'm going to throw a shout out to Dallas Smith. He, he came up with this, you know, we, we were putting Ogden together and he says, Hey, we need to do this. And we're like, I can't believe nobody's ever done this because people do, you know, people are always like, Oh, well, you know, I can get within two inches on 185 inch mule deer. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, after seeing some of the scores, I think some of these guys can, and it's a, you know, we had rent outdoor gear come in with, with, uh, some high end optics. Koa was there. Um, and then you literally got one minute. We had five trophies and you got one minute per trophy to look through the optics to determine the gross score, the net score and the outside spread. And I was, I was pretty close on a few of them and I didn't make the top three on one of the five. So it's those guys were, I mean, it it was impressive. I was like, wow, I was a hundred percent spot on on every single one of them. Didn't miss at all. Yeah. I just put, I would shoot. Yeah. Yes. Then they can't tell me I'm wrong. You know? Yeah. It's a shooter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got horns. I'm shooting. Yeah, no, it, that was neat, and and this is something we're looking to expand. We're going to bring it to some more regional events, and then we're looking to have the literally the world championships at convention, and yeah, so it'd be exciting. Yeah, some of those guys, like I, I really think, I really think looking in the future, I really think like it's going to be like that, like battle of the ages like showdown between like frank noska and alan Bolin, you know like yeah. those types of guys you're literally gonna have facing off to see who's the better field judger and you hear yeah. those guys talk and you know alan when he was after that world record uh blacktail um he was talking and he's like i would look and be like ah it's only 107 i need 109 and i'm like what like how do you yeah how does that go on in your mind when you're hunting and, yeah. and you've got that that just that next level of guys and when they announce the winners, they're like, oh, he was off by four eighths of an inch. And you're like, what? Like, yeah. how? Um, I was 43 inches off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just that next level, dude. And I I would just shout out, you know, call out to anybody who thinks you're good at field judging. Now's your time to prove yourself. We are creating the 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 championship to prove it. Yeah. Well, and and what better? Nobody has more North American big game records than Pope and Young. Yeah. So we're kind of the obvious choice there. So yeah, absolutely. And and for those guys who sit back and say, Man, I live in my little farm in Georgia and I can judge whitetails so I'm blue in the face, um, but nothing else, you know. Um, and Dallas said it openly, you know, if we come back east or uh to the Midwest or something, uh, you know, we'll keep it whitetails. Uh, and if we go, you know, maybe somewhere else, there's really no is there any other animal that's so incredibly prominent like in one area you know in the west mule deer and elk get a lot of press but nothing nothing as far as north american big game is is going to have the presence of whitetails yeah and so don't worry about that i mean i'm waiting for it to come somewhere down here so i only have to judge whitetails if i would have entered that on saturday i i could have looked at antelope and just been like yep you know, right. There it is. That's an antelope. And, and um, you know, that whitetail they had, that was the, that was the one I was the farthest off on. I think I had the, I was within, within an inch or so on the gross, but I was way off on the net because it had some, some deductions and it had apparently had an abnormal point on the one side. And I had no idea. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. I, that was I was off. pretty stinking close on that one, actually. Um, and all the other guys were like, no, dude, no, man, no. And, and I say pretty close. I was inside 10 inches. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, that was the only one I could even begin to guess on. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really excited about that, man. Um, and you know, we've talked, we were talking about how archery is such a unique sport because it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you're, you're not going to play baseball your whole life. Um, you're not going to play basketball your whole life. You're not going to golf is about the only other thing that people play into their nineties. Um, and you know, you've got guys like Harvey Ebers who still bow hunts in his, in his mid eighties. And yeah, it's such a sport that can last 
a lifetime. Um, and this is a small piece of that sport and getting better at it and learning how to do it. And, uh, you know, it's just a small piece of that sport. And I'm excited for guys to not only be able to show off and show how good they are at it and because it's something to take pride in, but yeah. also give guys the opportunity to come in and learn from dudes like Alan Bolin and Frank Noska or uh, who else placed um, Jack Culpepper placed, I think. Um, you know, those guys who are phenomenal at it, give us a chance to learn from them, you know? Yeah. No, it was definitely something that, that was, was really interesting. And, uh, you know, I loved the idea from the time I heard it. I just didn't know how to pull it off and man, Dallas stepped up. I mean, not only pulled it off and got some trophies there that hadn't been measured. So there was no way for people to know. But I mean, this guy built stands that fit on rotating platforms so that these animals were literally spinning around as you looked at them. And it was like, uh, that was, that was some next, le next level stuff. It was pretty yeah. neat. So it's very cool. Yeah. No, I'm excited well, about it. Uh, shout out to rent guns and gear. Who's the title sponsor of the field judging championship. Uh, those guys showed up and, and set up some of the most phenomenal optics platforms you could ever dream of looking through to, to judge these animals that's another thing it gives guys an opportunity to look through really good glass yeah it does i noticed koa had a pretty good presence there yeah so no that was exciting too uh not only for the field judging championship but, you know we work closely with koa and and mm -hmm. uh and i've had a long lasting i've had a, a relationship with those guys for the better part of five years now and and i've loved their glass for so long but down here in the midwest Nobody ever talks about them. Nobody ever deals with them. Nobody ever, um, you never hear anything about them. And then you get there and there was such a rave about Koa. I mean, everything yeah. on the silent auction went really well. Um, I tried to bid on the, the little 55 scope they had there and it just went outrageous. And we did one on live auction and it went really well. Um, yeah. I think it brought like 1200 bucks. And, and so there was a really cool excitement around Koa. And as a corporate partner of Koa, I was excited to see that. Yeah, absolutely. So once again, one of those companies that, that help us make it successful. So what's, what's next, what's up for next, next year, man, how, how big, what's your project prediction right now? How many people I know this year, our goal was a hundred people in the room. And I think we're somewhere, what, one, one thirty, one forty, one range, I believe. Yeah. So I think we'll be at two ten next year. 210. All right. That's, that's a 50% increase year over year. I think we'll be there. I think, you know, our goal, I think we need to set our goal at high, make our goal 200. And you know, Jay, I, I just think, I just think a lot of people really wanted to be a part of it. A lot of people, yeah. um, even a lot of companies I talked to at local in the area, uh, really wanted to be a part of it. Um, you know, we have some, some corporate partners in the area that wanted to be a part of it and just didn't, um, but I think it's one of those deals where a lot of people were sitting back, kind of waiting to see what it yes. would turn out to be. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday morning, they were looking and they saw all of the posts going up. Um, I was blown away by the amount of, of just people commenting and posting saying, awesome event, great event. Glad I was there. Dang, I missed it. Like, and I think everybody's sitting around like, oh, it worked. You know, like it was a good event. Can't wait for next year. Yeah. Um, and so I think really next year, there'll be a lot of people saying, I won't miss it again. Uh, I, I missed I think it last so year, but, but I won't again. Yeah. And I think people, so I think it'll that, be good. Yeah. People that this year were kind of waiting to see how it went. You know, sometimes you don't want to cannonball into the deep end until you, you know, test your toe in the water and see how, how warm it is. And I think next year we're going to yeah. see some cannonballs because people are like, oh, I should have done this, man. I'm going to have, I, I guarantee you I'll have two tables next year. That that's what you're yeah. hearing. And so I'm excited to see it. Um, you know, we have one well, question. What was so exciting for me. What was so exciting for me was not only the people excited about the event, but I saw people fired up about Pope and young. They came yes. in, you know, Oh, there's a bow hunting theme in town. There's a bow hunting right. group in town. And, and they really didn't know what we were about or why we did it or, or how we did it. And then they left fired up about Pope and young yes. and they left just 
you know, excited about Pope and Young, excited about our vision, our mission, excited about what we're doing. And that for me, you know, as a marketing director, that's my only job uh, right. to get people fired up about what we do. And so as for me, I was just sitting back and I'm like, we did it. Like no matter Jason's job is to make the money. My job is to get people <laughs> fired up about Pope and Young. And, and I left and I was like, people are fired up about Pope and Young. Absolutely. And, and that was exciting. And I have, you know, our, our one question we ask every episode, it's hard to ask it, you know, if there's just the two of us, but I'm going to go on record here. This won't be my official answer, but this will be my answer for this episode is when you find yourself heading out of the house, going to a measure course or a Pope and young event, you know, the one thing you don't want to go without shoes. I really thought for those of you who I really thought you were going to say shrimp and that's, a, that's so, just a funny, uh, that's just a, that's funny a whole other episode. One night. <laughs> you got, you have think, to tell that story, I think, man. That's, uh, I think we've got about five minutes and we can share it. We go to this nice Italian restaurant, not going to name any names, uh-uh. uh, mainly cause I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't tell you where it was, but it was downtown Ogden. It was a nice little Italian joint. We were fired up about it. It was very, very good. Uh, Jason orders, what's it called? Carbonara shrimp. 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 Carbonara. What was it? Carbonara shrimp. Yeah. Carbonara. Carbonara. And uh, so does Shelly, who's another lady in our office. Shout out to you, Shelly. We were told that she listens to every episode, too. Rock star. We were told that she Absolute listens to every rock episode. Star. So now yeah. I got to quit talking bad about her. Okay. Um. So they get the same thing. Uh. One of them comes out first, and the lady goes to hand it to Jason, and he says, "No, she got it down there. You can give it to her first. It's um, in a bowl. So she takes like it around a borderline and a massive bucket, like, like the size of a stinking football helmet bowl. I mean, it was massive. Things like so six she inches it tall. And she gives it to Shelly. Ah." and uh we all get our food and jason's left without food he's left last and they bring out a little dinky plate and they said uh who else had the shrimp cabanaro and jason said, that's me and so they slide it in front of jason and it was a little bitty dinky bowl he looks down and looks at this little saucer and he looks over <laughs> at her massive gallon bucket. bowl the bucket he looks back down his looks over at her he starts looking around in his pasta plate and he finds two shrimp. Two. Like I, I was sitting across from him. I watched him. Two shrimp. Two He's shrimp. Not exaggerating. No, legit. And, uh, only I think two Shelly shrimp. had like I 13. think Shelly had like 57. It was thir- I think the official count was 13. And so I'm just like, <laughs> at first I thought they were just messing with because you know, we have fun, you know, and and you know, the waitress, we we're kind of joking with her a little bit about you know, salad dressings. And, and so at first I thought, I literally thought it was a joke. I'm like, okay, they're going to bring the rest of it out. And then all of a sudden nothing ever came out. And I was like, wow. So, you know, that, that was something else. It's, you know, it's bad when you order a shellfish dish and the person on staff who's allergic to shellfish, there were so few shrimp in that thing. She probably could have eaten it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was anyway, uh, it was a good time though for sure. It was tasty, but uh, you know, a couple more shrimp would have been nice. <laughs> anyway, it was just the way it went uh, down was just hilarious. So, so now anyway. Jason packs shrimp and his carry on with him wherever he goes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, folks, uh, we appreciate you listening. Hopefully, you had a chance to get to Ogden and attend this event. If so, you know what it was like. It was fantastic. If not, we're going to do her again next year. And in the meantime, please make your plans to get to Reno for convention. It is going to be fantastic. I, I guarantee it. So um, one, one more plug, Jay. Yo, uh, we, we talked about the guy with the shoes. Um, we absolutely love hearing those stories or absolutely yes. love hearing people. Uh, I, I also, I don't know if I told you, Jason, but at the measuring contest or at the measuring class, I was going around getting some footage and one of the guys in the measuring course, two of the guys, they were like, Hey, you're Dylan. And I'm like, yeah. 
And they said, we listen to every episode of your podcast. And I'm like, Hey, you and seven other people here. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, we absolutely love that. We do. So, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, shoot us a message, um, you on Instagram, Facebook, email us, whatever. Um, we love hearing that. And we might even tell one of your stories. So, um, yeah, yeah, we love that. Hey, so maybe, sure and maybe let us know if you enjoy it. You know, if we get we get enough feedback, maybe we put everybody that provides feedback in a bucket, and draw one out, and have them on the show. I love that. So, well, next year at convention, we need to auction off a guest <laughs> appearance on the show. There you go. We we could raise like dozens of dollars that way. I <laughs> promise you that I will. I promise you that I will bid it up just to get it higher. I know. <laughs> and then I'm going to be stuck with it. Hey, you know what? <laughs> we'll throw a challenge out to Dave. We'll say, hey, last time you beat Dylan on the auction, you better follow that up. So, yeah, you got to beat him again. And then I'll yeah. just bid him way up. And he's like, why did I just spend $24 to be on the Pope and Young podcast? Right. <laughs> so, anyway, no, give us, uh, give us some feedback. Yeah. Tell us what you like. If you don't like us talking about shoes, you know. We'd probably even listen to that. Um, and if, if you have guest recommendations, we've got a list and, and we've got some really good folks coming up. This is just, we were so excited about this event that we purposefully wanted to do this fresh on our minds so that we could get it out and, and let everybody know about it. It's just, it's that exciting. So yeah. anyway, appreciate you sticking in with coming us. Up, we will have, coming up, we will have John Bear the auctioneer that'll be exciting yeah hey listen good. there's not many people in the world um that absolutely just are the best at what they do a hundred percent and john bear is the best in hunt auctions i mean yeah no doubt there's nobody we're, else and so no and we're lucky to have exciting him. so well thanks yeah, everybody for listening so. we couldn't do what we do without you tuning in we really appreciate you and uh thank you so much so have a great week. Talk to you next week.